My friend, are you deceived? Are you deceived? Well, I, I can hear somebody saying, well, no, no, I'm not deceived. Well, how do you know that? You see, deception is something that the danger of it is you believe a lie and you don't even realize it. This has become a dominant force in our world and in the lives of many of us. We have seen this play out for a long time when it comes to addiction issues. Someone has an obvious drinking problem. They're waking up after a night of drinking and they're sick and ill. But then you say, no, you've got a problem with alcohol. And they'll say, no, I don't. Or they've got another DWI. And you say, you've got a drinking problem. And they say, oh, no, I don't. And they say it sincerely. They believe they don't have a problem, despite the fact that it is abundantly obvious. We see this in terms of certain emotional disturbances. Uh, Those who have eating disorders. I can remember a young woman that was interviewed. She weighed less than 80 pounds. And she would look in a mirror And she literally believed that she was overweight. Now this, by the way, has a strong spiritual component to it. Deception is ruling the day in which we live. And for those of us that still maintain a solid biblical view, to think that people really believe that there's more than male and female, or who believe that the solution for their issues is to somehow deal with their biology and change to the opposite sex. You see this and you're incredulous. It's, it's hard to believe what we're seeing in our world. I want to suggest to you that when we see this, we see a tragedy, yes, but we also are seeing the stage being set for the great deception Satan is the deceiver, and he uses the world. He knows how to appeal to the sinful nature in humanity. And then he has his horde of demons who are able to place thoughts in the minds of people. There are a number of passages. Let me highlight just a couple. And let me also incidentally mention that the report coming out about UFOs that will be filed with the Congress in a matter of days This may well be a major advance of the great deception from the hands of the enemy. More on that as time allows. But 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. Paul writing to the believers at Corinth, and he says, But even if our gospel is veiled, in other words, something stands in the way of being able to see it, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. Now, that's a sobering statement. Those who can't see the gospel, there's something blocking their vision. They are perishing. It's talking about eternally. They will be separated from God forever. It is our responsibility to do all that we can to get beyond the veil and to present to them the truth. But we ask ourselves this question at this point in verse 3. We naturally ask ourselves the question, well, how is the gospel veiled? Verse 4 answers this. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. 
What's blocking their vision is the God of this world. That's a small g. Now think about this for just a moment. The Word of God says that in this world right now, Satan is, quote, the God of this world, this fallen world. Those who cannot see the gospel, they are blinded, and they are blinded by Satan and his demons so that they cannot see the light of the gospel or the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we ask ourselves a question that we cannot easily answer, and that is, how does Satan and his demons do this? Well, we know Satan is the God of this world, so he's manipulating the world. We know that Satan understands our depravity, our fallen nature, and knows how to appeal to that. But we also know that there are flaming arrows of the evil one, according to Ephesians 6. And so when we look at this, we must arrive at the conclusion that demons are incredibly active in this world, and they literally are standing in the way of individuals coming to faith in Christ. That's why the only way to reach someone is through concerted prayer. We've got to be able to get beyond the veil, and we cannot deal with demonic forces in our own power. We need supernatural intervention. Now, this blinding that's taking place in terms of the gospel, I would suggest to you we're seeing that blinding when it comes to even human nature, that we can no longer even define male and female. Are you serious? Then we find in 1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Now, the Spirit... That's the Holy Spirit, God himself, third person of the Trinity. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, in other words, toward the end, before Jesus comes back, in the latter times, in the end, at the end of the age, that in latter times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful, deceiving spirits and the teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared. There is going to be a falling away, a departure. And it's because of the work of deceiving spirits and the teachings of demons. A lot of times the teaching of demons is being communicated through false teachers. And notice it says, expressly says, that in the latter times, as we get closer and closer to the Lord's return, as we get closer and closer to God's judgment on the earth and bringing the earth to the point where the Jewish people realize that Jesus is the Messiah. And then Jesus Christ returns with those who have gone on earlier to be with him in heaven. And so we will return with him. And it says in Revelation chapter 20 that he's going to rule for a thousand years. But we're also told, by the way, in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, beginning with verse 7. Now war arose in heaven. Michael and his angels, Michael being an archangel, a good angel, and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. The dragon is Satan. But he was defeated, the dragon, Satan, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And Satan, even now, goes to heaven and begins to accuse you and accuse me before the throne of God. You know, hey, do you see what Nader did? And then Jesus Christ, the Lord himself, is sitting there. And he says to the Father, Father, my blood covers that sin. And so Michael and his angels are fighting against the dragon, Satan and his demons. They're cast out of heaven. 
And the great dragon was thrown down, the ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan. Then it says, the deceiver of the whole world. The whole world will be deceived by Satan. Now, when you consider how deceived people are today, believing things that you could not have imagined just a couple years ago, and we know the deception is going to increase and intensify as we get closer and closer to the Lord's return. Is it possible that the current interest and concern when it comes to UFOs and the potential threat to the security of our country, and this report that's going to be submitted to Congress in a matter of days, is it possible that Satan will use this to manipulate literally the entire world. I want to share with you a short clip from a podcast by Ezra Klein, and he's actually interviewing Barack Obama, President Obama, on his most recent book. And near the end of the one-hour interview, Ezra asked the question about UFOs because of this report coming out. It's getting a lot of attention. And it's rather interesting when the former president of the United States who should have a knowledge base that none of us have, who should be able to simply put this aside, gives a rather interesting answer, especially at the very end of what he shares. Make sure you're hearing, comprehending what President Obama is saying, because to me it feeds the narrative in terms of potential spiritual deception. I heard you say the other day that you'd like to know what those UFO objects are too. Absolutely. If it came out that they were alien, if we got undeniable proof of that, how would that change your politics or your your theory about what where humanity should be going? That's an that is an interesting question. Thank you. Well, first of all, it depends. Have we have we made contact with them? No, just just, we just we just know we just know they're from afar. Have been sent. Yeah. But just we crashed. have no way of kind of yeah, we reaching can't, out. We to can't them. get in touch. We just know we're not alone and something's yeah. been here. It's interesting. I, it wouldn't change my politics at all, right? Because my entire politics is premised on the fact that we are these tiny organisms on this little speck floating in the middle of space. You, you know, the analogy I always used to use when we were going through tough political times. And I'd try to cheer my staff up. And I'd, I'd tell them a statistic that John Holder, my science advisor, told me, which was that uh, there are more stars in the known universe than there are grains of sand on the planet Earth. Your staff must have loved that. And well, sometimes it cheered them up. Sometimes they just rolled their eyes and say, ah, oh, there he goes again. But, but the point is, I guess, that my politics has always been premised on the, the notion that the differences we have on this planet are real, they're profound, and they cause enormous tragedy as well as joy. But we're just a bunch of humans with doubts and confusion. We do the best we can. And the best thing we can do is treat each other better because we're all we got. And I would hope that the knowledge that there were aliens out there would solidify people's sense that what we have in common is a little more important. But no doubt there would be immediate arguments about like, well, you know, we need to spend a lot more money on weapon systems to defend ourselves, which and, and you know, those their new religions would pop up and who knows what kind of arguments we get into. We, we're, we're good at 
manufacturing arguments for each other. New religions would pop up, and I want to point out that existing religions, especially biblical Christianity, will come under attack. That's my addendum, not his. But here is the, the former president of the United States. He doesn't simply put it all aside. He actually answers that question. Now, by the way, President Obama is by no means a fan of the Bible. If you don't believe me, simply do an internet search and you'll see some of the comments that he's made. And to, in many ways, discount the uniqueness of the earth and humanity and the coming of the one to redeem us. And then no statement made whatsoever about the one who created this world. But to make a statement that out of an encounter with UFOs and aliens there would be many more new religions. That's a deception, a huge deception that may well be on the horizon. Jesus warned us of a day like this.